Good morning, friends. It is Sienna here, and it might not be morning for you. It's morning for me. <laughs> I'm here to introduce the season two opening episode. You're given the gift of human life on this rock in space. Like, <laughs> do you not want to do crazy things and just like, can I swear on this? Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, crazy we, we shit. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, are you insane? Being mm. human's wild. Being human's amazing. And like, yeah. why would you not want to express that and really feel everything as deeply as possible or try mm. to and have people who you're surrounded by that really motivate you to do so? This episode is full, as usual, of amazing stuff about how people create, why they create, and what the behind-the-scenes process of creating is really like for all us creatives out here. In case you're just tuning in for the first time, this podcast is for everyone. It's for freelance creatives, it's for people who love being creative but have regular jobs, and it's for people who don't consider themselves to be, quote, creative, but really want that inspiration from the people who are working on these creative things. So it's really for everyone, and this episode especially is for everyone. Sally Louise is a singer-songwriter and entrepreneur, and she is telling us how to create the life we really want to live in this episode. She's coming out with an amazing course called Becoming a Freelance Musician, and actually, listeners of the process get 20% off your purchase with an exclusive code. That code is in the show notes. So go check it out. The link is in the show notes as well. So you can just click that link to her course and get 20% off your purchase. So go to the show notes, click on that link, and enjoy this conversation. Sally Louise is a songwriter and a freelancer and a teacher, and we met in 2020. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, through oh Mona, gosh. and um, we just had a FaceTime call and just really connected. So yeah, now we've both been through like a huge journey since then. So mm. I'm excited to dive into it. So my first question for you is, what is your this might be too big of a question, so feel free to answer it however you want. But what is your origin story as an artist? Okay, as an artist. That's a little bit more specific, I'd yes. say. All right, so born and raised in Oregon. Grew up in a really musical family of a lot of hobby musicians. It was mainly classical music, and I did a lot of instruments as a kid. That's one thing that my parents really wanted me to do as an extracurricular activity. For sure. As I started taking voice lessons, my teacher you know, taught me classical singing specifically. And I realized I really liked that really? to the point where like, she was kind of forcing my hand into some competitions to be like, you should be doing competitions. You should do this competitively. Mm. And I begrudgingly did it. But my first competition, I won like fifth in the state of Oregon. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm good at this. Holy <laughs> shit. Just your first one? Just first casually. one in high school. I was like, okay, cool. Of all the high schoolers in Oregon, I guess I'm pretty good. Yeah. And so well. that's when I realized like, no, this is what I want to do. And so I started looking at vocal performance programs. I went to college in Utah for opera specifically and uh, did a lot there. I did my 
symphony debut there, I worked with Utah Opera and did a lot of, um, I did a lot of operatic roles in college, which for an undergraduate is really difficult to do. You don't really have that many opportunities when you're that young. But after that, I moved to Germany, uh, specifically Berlin, where, believe it or not, it is the opera capital of the world. <laughs> and we did a lot of singing over there, learned German, the whole nine yards, wow. came back to the States. What am I going to do with my life? Kind of had a, <laughs> had a crisis for a few months, uh, decided to move back to Salt Lake City. Yeah, moved back to Salt Lake City where I did my undergrad and decided to apply to grad schools. And in the meantime, I was, you know, working a day job, trying to take lessons, trying to figure out, you know, what am I doing? Um, and that's how I ended up here in Rochester. Mm -hmm. I went to Eastman for grad school and then promptly dropped out after a year <laughs> where the pandemic started was where my opera career ended. And mm -hmm. uh, I decided to do songwriting instead, which I had been doing this whole time. Um, Self-taught guitar, really, like the majority of my guitar playing has really been of my own accord. And uh, yeah. songwriting since I was in middle school, because my best friend was like, let's be like Taylor Swift. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to be Taylor Swift too. I totally that. And that's it. <laughs> We're like, yeah. yeah. And we had no idea how to accompany ourselves. Yeah. We just made up a lot of poems and tried to put them to a melody. And for the longest time, that was what songwriting was like. But then at the beginning of the pandemic, I just, a flood of songs came out. Mm. And that was when I started thinking I could really do this as a career. And through exploring publications and trying to get people to hear about me I met Mona and she mm. told me about you and you were my first foray into the community of songwriters here which Easy. is super cool that is so cool yeah Aww. and like since then I mean after the pandemic began it took a year and a half before I started doing it full-time and you know basically one pandemic getting fired from two different jobs later I started doing it full-time is really right. what happened and um I realized I'm my own the only coworker I can stand and the only boss I can handle. So that's um, pretty great to realize. Yeah. That. I was like, I don't want to work yeah. for anyone else or with anyone else every day. I just want right. to work with myself. Yeah. So since then have been teaching voice lessons as like a stable form of income and it keeps my chops up. And then I also do, you know, recording and performing regularly. And this year has been the year of like up leveling. I feel like my, mm. my career has suddenly taken me to a new level and I'm starting to see, a lot more expansion in parts of my career that I didn't expect to see this early on. It's only been two years that I've been yeah. doing it full time, but I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to just accept it and be yeah. ready for it, you know? Oh, and yeah. we can get into all the details of that, but. Yeah. So I'm curious what your intuition felt like when you chose to go into songwriting mm -hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. Did it just happen completely naturally? It just kind of happened. Like I'd say, and I've said this in other podcasts or interviews, but at the time, like, I was very unhappy w with my grad degree. Yeah, I was really unhappy sure. with the program. I felt, like, very contained there. I didn't feel valued, and I felt like I was a bad singer, believe it or not, mm. going to one of the best schools in the world for voice. Yeah. And uh, I felt like an absolute turd. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> like I just, I just felt like an awful singer. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't sing at all because I, everyone else was, you know, getting roles. Everyone else was thriving and flourishing in this very contained mm. conservatory environment. Yeah. And, you know, they're saying, this is what an artist looks like. And it looks like a box. Yes, and to me, I'm yes. like outside in the corner yeah. in a different place of the room. In and the I'm corner. like, I'm like, oh, I'm not in the box. I'm right. outside the box. Like, and they're like, well, you're not an artist. And right. it's like, just... It didn't make sense to me. Right. And um, I was also in a really awful romantic relationship at the time. Mm. And I felt very unfulfilled. And I was also 3,000 miles away from my family. And yeah. I didn't know very many people here. And yeah. so I was very isolating on top of the fact that it was a pandemic, you know. And I'd say a few months prior to the pandemic, that was when the songwriting really started to flow out of me and mm. mass for the first time in years. Yeah. And I think, you know, the suffering and the isolation really caused me to reflect a lot. And that's, it came out through songs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for describing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm really curious, like, it sounds like with this evolution you've had, you came from a really musical family and that was like community. And then you got into this opera world and it didn't feel like there was as much community. Mm -hmm. And now you have this really tight knit, songwriting community it sounds like and yeah. I'm really curious just to hear about that like totally. what's been your experience in Rochester with that yeah so I had been pursuing opera as a career for 10 years really since wow. I started doing voice lessons in high school that's when I knew it was one of those things of like oh yeah I this is it this is what I want to do with my life and I had that fervor and that like focus for 10 years and then wow. suddenly I didn't and it was really dramatic it felt like I had to like I gave myself permission to quit and move on and find a different dream to pursue because I knew it didn't feel good anymore so I why trap myself in my own convoluted idea of a dream and so <laughs> I love that convoluted idea yeah it's yeah. <laughs> like this is not for me it is for someone else and I've, mm. I had changed and I knew it and so I had to figure out okay who am I now mm. and so I lost a whole community of people like I didn't I couldn't connect with them over opera anymore is something I couldn't connect with anymore and I still you know don't fully connect to that community even though some time has passed there's some there's yeah. some distance where I was like I just it's just not for me anymore, but I have great respect for the people who do it. Instead, what happened was uh, losing that community in 2020. I had a vacuum in my heart that I needed to fill, right, mm -hmm. with new people, a new community. And that's when I was like, okay, I want to meet people who are doing music but in a very different capacity. And if I'm songwriting, I figure meeting other songwriters is probably what I should do. So that's why I was reaching out. That's how I met you was by asking people, do you know of any songwriters I should talk to? Yeah. And through you, that's how I met the whole community that I have now. Like, you yeah. are the connecting link, which is super cool that we're doing this now, like, two years later. I know. Um, but I think it's amazing because through specifically Casey, Miss Casey, you can find her in the internet for those listening. But she's my roommate now and also, like, a co-worker of sorts in the art studio and also, like, my best friend. Aww. And our lives are total spaghetti. Like, we're just, <laughs> we're just intertwined. But because of her, meeting her through you. Yeah. My whole community is even bigger when it comes to artists doing their own thing. I'd say the majority, like 80 or 90% of my friends are all freelance now, which is wild. Because I'd say, so cool. yeah, I'd say most people are like, you know, got the nine to five cubicle life. That used to be like who my friends were. And hmm. now I'm like, that sounds excruciating. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your pain. I am surrounded by people who are their own boss, who mm. are like living 
their lives very freely and living their lives with a very different perspective and living their lives with a lot more joy mm. and a lot more groundedness, I'd say, in who they are and what they want to do. There's plenty of uncertainty in that. In fact, I'd say you have to just be comfortable with uncertainty to live like that. But uh, I'd say that's where the magic happens. Like That's why I feel so fulfilled now. And I've written a lot of songs about that trade-off from having a total loss and feeling like I was going down a very broken path picking up pieces mm. to now feeling very whole and realizing that wow our whole lives are just piecing things together as we go along and sometimes you strike gold and you find a really big piece that's just like beautiful and wonderful and like stays with you your whole life you know and so in that way uh, that's how my community has now been developed and they're so inspiring to me like I'd say most of my songs contain one-liners from my friends and the conversations <laughs> we have. That's great. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, if you're a friend of mine, you better be careful what you say, I guess. <laughs> because in a song. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I love that, though. Yeah. Are they sometimes like, wait, was that... I yeah. remember saying that. Wait, wait a minute. That was me. I'm like, yeah, that was you. <laughs> That's great, though. It's so important to be inspired by the people around mm-hmm. you. That's it. Just sounds so rich what you have now. I'm yeah, I'm it, I really feel happy. very wealthy in that way. Like yeah, like you know, some people really do chase money their whole lives, and that's what gives them yeah. drive. But at the end of the day, they come home and they watch TV and go to bed, and they don't really have many friends, yeah. or they have friends, but they're the you know they're the people who like just go to the bar, shoot shit about sports, but nothing else about each other, and yeah, digging deeper, yeah, and they go home with a life unexamined. And they die with a life unexamined. And that just sounds so sad to me. Like, you, you're you given the gift of human life on this rock in space. Like, <laughs> do you not want to do crazy things and just, like, can I swear on this? Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, crazy we, shit. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, are you insane? Being human's mm. wild. Like, It is completely wild. We, like, like, what is happening? When people seriously. wear the same khaki pants and button-up shirt every day, I'm like, dude, you know you can change your skin, right? <laughs> like, you can, like, put some different clothes on that are, like, wild and, like, yeah. show what you're feeling inside. Uh, you know? Like, yeah, I love that. I don't know. Just yeah. being human's amazing. And, like, yeah. why would you not want to express that and really feel everything as deeply as possible or try mm-hmm. to and have people who you're surrounded by that really motivate you to do so and that's what makes being a creative being a musician being an artist a really exciting thing because if you're surrounded by people who are examining their lives who are always striving to just be as alive as possible your art is going to be that much better because you are motivated by how alive can I be and expressing that through your art and through that, you in- inspire others to be alive as well, which is really exciting. And it's yeah. really cool to see that, too, when audience members are like, damn, did not expect that. And it really made my day. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yes, right. I love That's that. That's the whole point of doing the art. <laughs> that is the whole point. Of art in general. It's to give you that pers- outside perspective of like, oh, yeah, we're just specks on a rock. Let's have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Let's feel things. Yeah, let's feel things. <laughs> let's be weird. Like, yes. life is kind of meaningless and meaningful all at once. It is I kind don't know. of. It, that's such a good point. <laughs> I like that. Life is kind of meaningless and meaningful all at once. Like, it's that is so the true. meaning of it. That it's just it's like, just you can make it whatever you want it to so be. So true. Yeah. Uh, that got yes. super meta real fast. No, but I, I love it, though. Get as meta as you want. Okay. We're gonna, I, mean, I am going to bring us down to earth for one second, but okay. feel free to go. Okay, great. Go Let's with come this. back down to earth, baby. <laughs> That's where I like to live. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you are a freelancer. You've just been talking about how almost all your friends are. 
What about freelancing gives you that freedom that you're talking about? What is it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, How have you built it also? Because I know you're mm, doing something. Oh, yeah. So well, I'll tell you about the like how I've built that and what I'm doing now with freelancing and where I'm taking that. But the freedom it gives me is the freedom of time. Ultimately, mm. that's the most valuable resource we have. We don't get that back. Money comes and goes. You can have all the money in the world and lose it overnight and then gain it back a week later. Like it just, like it comes and goes. It's an energy that flows. Time is the only thing you do not get back. You do not get to go back and reclaim that. And it's something that I think our, our society is so focused on money, resources, things that are just energy that are always there. They're never lost. Mm. And you can attract them and also repel them as much as you want. But time is the thing that's the most valuable. And if you realize that, you realize that, damn, like if I'm not doing the things that feel fulfilling and good with my time, what's the point of money? Mm. And I think that shift is the key to opening yourself up to the idea of freelance and realizing if I can do what I want and make money so I can survive, of course, in this society, you know, (laughs) then I've really got it made because then I wake up every day. You know, I like to think of freelancing as living up to my success ideals. So, like, they can be really minor. I'm not talking about, like, I'm going to win a Grammy, not like that kind of success ideal, although that is an ideal, right, (laughs) for some people. But I'd say for me it's, like, I want to be able to wake up without an alarm every day. Mm. Just wake up with my natural rhythm and take a slow morning. That's a success ideal for me. I don't want to have to wake up and have to be at the office at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. every morning. Like, that sounds miserable to me. Some days I wake up and I'm up at 4 a.m. and I get my workday started and I sleep at 10 a.m. You know, like, some days it's just wacky, but I'd rather be with my own natural rhythm And that, for me, is a big success ideal, and freelancing allows me to do that. Hmm. That's just one example. Yeah. So with that, with all this abundance of time, too, I'm able to, like, really work toward my own dreams and my own goals. So to take that now into the direction of where I'm going now with my freelance career as a musician, I spent last winter developing a course on how to be a freelance musician, specifically for musicians, because that's the language I speak, but it's principles of freelancing that I think could apply to any creative field. For sure. Um, And I've talked with a few friends about this who are photographers or people who are freelance marketers and things like that, like who have graphic design business. And they're all like, oh, this is stuff that I had to learn as well for what I do. So like, it's kind of universal for anyone going into a creative field freelance. Mm -hmm. But the course won't be publicly available until like the end of summer 2023 is what I'm aiming for right now. But it's a video course. And if you want to pay extra, you can get like coaching one-on-one with me. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So like it can be more personalized and we can come up with like a one-on-one plan. But the reason why I'm doing that, the reason why I want to incorporate that into my voice teaching and performance and recording, everything I do is because almost like I'd say once or twice a month, And I gig a lot, like three or four times at least a month. 
at least one of those gigs, I'll have someone come up to me who's a musician in the audience, who's a hobby musician, and is like, yo, I went to school for this, or I love doing this, I've been doing this for like a decade, but like, how do you do this full time? You said you're doing this full time, like, how do I do that? Mm. And in that like 10 minute set break, I can't give them all the answers, even though I, <laughs> right. I really want to, I want like, I'm not gonna gatekeep this stuff, like I yeah, wanna be able course. to like, dude, I wanna give you this information, yeah. I feel like everyone should be a freelancer. Yeah, you've always been super generous about sharing. Yeah, like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'd say, I usually tell him, I'm like, I think you just need to make the leap. Like, just, like, trust your yeah. abilities. That's It's a really a mindset shift. Is, but, of yeah. course, like, it's so much easier said than done. And then when people go, you know, thinking, okay, well, I have, you know, all these bills and I have right. a house and I have, you know, I, I th there's such a mindset shift that it takes time to really get to that place where you feel ready to, like, make the leap. Yeah. And I just want to be able to help people with that by providing an actual in-depth resource. So it's, like, a six-week video course with, like, a little handbook that has a lot of like reflective questions and things to help you gain clarity on what it is you really want mm -hmm. and how to get there, like the steps you need to take, like where you need to fill in the gaps, how to network, how to do time management, how to manage your money, how to diversify your income. Wow. Like it goes Sounds in depth. so useful. Yeah. <laughs> and it was something that I, yeah. like the idea came to me. Like I woke up with insomnia as one does at four in the morning the witching hour and it hit me like a ton of bricks and I was like I have to write this down so I sat down yeah. at my computer and for a couple months I was writing it like a book thinking oh this Ooh. is going to be a book oh interesting and then I was like you know what actually like I feel like this is such a generalization like it's really mm. hard for me to write this as a book because I want to be able to like specifically personalize this so I thought a video course was better because then I could also bundle it with coaching that's like on zoom yeah. or in person depending on where you live but it's like nationwide like wherever you live like this right. would be available to you and you know take what information is useful and leave what isn't but i'd say a lot of this is stuff you can apply to whatever you're doing and it really helps you think outside the box and get inspired and motivated to pursue what it is you want in this life because you only get one life oh, and you yeah. only get so much time that you never get back so yeah. <laughs> might as well do what you love oh, wow yeah. I'm so excited to dude, do the course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This sounds amazing. I know, dude, yeah. same. Yeah. Wow. This is yeah, I'm excited about it. And if you follow me on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and my website and whatnot, you'll know when it comes out. I don't have a set date yet, but end of the summer 2023. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, yay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so if you want to follow Sally Louise Sings. It's the same on like everything, including my website, SallyLouiseSings.com. This made it easy. Amazing. Um yeah. yeah. So you mentioned a success ideal for you, and I'm actually really curious to hear other success ideals that mm. you have, because that for me has been a lifelong struggle is like the shoulds of society versus what I actually want yeah. my success to look like. So Okay, so success ideals, some of them I'm still working towards and I haven't attained consistently yet, and some of them are like, I've been attaining that for years, you know? <laughs> Love it. It's a work in progress. So the first one, as I said earlier, like a success ideal, I want to be able to be in my natural rhythm, go to bed when I need to go to bed, wake up when I want to wake up, and not force myself into a routine that doesn't fit with my body's natural rhythm. And I feel way less stressed. My body is way more happy. I don't have as many health problems as I used to simply because... I'm resting when my body wants to rest and I'm working when I feel motivated and productive and yeah. like I go with my natural energy flow. This other success ideal I have is one that I haven't really attained the level I want to attain. 
However, I'm on my way. I feel like this is the year that I'm finally breaking through to, mm. to starting making this more consistent in my life. But I want to have more passive income with my recordings, more passive income in general with my music, whether that was teaching or recording or performing, whatever. So for me, that looks like putting my music in movies and TV shows and commercials and things like that. And a lot of people make their money that way and they get into it a variety of ways. Some people are really like, they just keep knocking on the door until it opens. And I've tried that so much that I just, I feel like I'm hitting my head against a wall after a while. I get frustrated and I don't love it anymore. That's kind of what happened with opera, right? So I Mm. didn't want to go that approach. So instead it was very much a, you know, I, I believe in manifestation. I believe if you say it as truth and believe it to happen, it will come into your life the right people will show up at the right time. And that's kind of what's happening now. Like I, a year ago, it really came on my radar. Like, damn, I really want to get my my music, TV shows and movies. And not that my music is actually picked up on anything yet, but suddenly the right people have shown up in my life mm. who have those connections, who love my music, who hear it as cinematically as I do. And who are now putting my music in front of the right people who are like people who are in charge of synchronization, who are in charge of A&R and putting this stuff in front of the right directors who want to buy this stuff. Wow. So Amazing. the hope is in the next few months, as I publish some of these new pieces, they're lined up with the right people where when I release that music, it's also released in a film or released in a TV show. And so it gets really big, really fast. That's the hope. Yeah. And with that comes, that's where you get the royalty checks. That's where you get right. like the people who hear you, you know, they find you on Tune Finder or whatever that is where you can like look up the, the music on TV shows and movies. And like, that's how you get more work and more people buying your music for that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I think it's about who you know when it comes to freelance. It doesn't matter if you're in music or not. But to fulfill some of these success ideals, you really do need to keep yourself open and um, continuing to tell people about what you're doing. Like there's, you know, no holds barred. You just mm. tell people what you're doing, tell people what you're excited about, tell people the things you aspire to and are aiming for because you never know if you say, hey, this is where I want to go, but my issue is, is I don't have this resource or I don't know the right people. If you say that to the right person, right, that person's going to be like, hey, I want to help you. Yeah. And almost every time, because people really do love serving each other and it's helping so each other and helping each other succeed. Yeah, That's what I've noticed. I think people really are good at heart when it comes to that. And when it comes to those success ideals, it could be as minor as I want to be able to nap any time of day I want. <laughs> yes, um, naps. Naps, baby. Or like taking <laughs> taking time off and vacationing whenever I want. Like that's a big one for a lot of people who love to travel like me. Yeah. I want to be able to just, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to take a week long trip next week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't need to tell anyone except for myself about it, you right. know? And, and my voice students, I right. do need to tell them that too. <laughs> but I, I have those success ideals. Those are the success ideals that I'd say are more of a lifestyle. They are success ideals that are like career aspirations. Like mm. I want to win a Grammy or yeah. I want my music in movies or yeah. I want to perform for 10,000 people. Like mm-hmm. there are those kind of success ideals. And those are the ones that you're really like working towards. Mm. And those will take a while. Those are the long-term ones. And then there are the ones that you can just start today, you know? Yeah. 
I think that's the difference that a lot of people don't realize. Like, you really can write your own story. You and I were talking about this before we started recording that, like, there is no manual yeah. with life. The beauty is yeah. you get to write that manual. And if you're scared that other people, what other people are going to think of you, the reality is, is everyone's selfish and thinking of themselves more than they're thinking of you. So true. And I definitely like to live my life of do it now, ask for forgiveness later. You know, yeah. like if someone is really <laughs> upset with you about how you're living your life, you know, of course, don't live your life harming people. But like, right. if you're living your life doing your own thing, just chilling, not harming anyone, not doing anything weird, right. being genuinely you, which to some people is weird, I suppose. But um, <laughs> like, who's to tell you you're wrong, you know? Yeah. And you find the right people who are also living their life that way. Okay, question. This yeah. is great. Did you ever go through a period where when people were upset at you or when they were judging you for your life, you felt that? I took a like, Oh my God, I need to change uh-huh. something. Okay. Oh yeah, that was like... Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the only way I could say what I'm saying now is because I've gone through those times. Mm. Dude, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm. Like a lot of the advice I give is stuff that I'm kind of telling to myself. You right, know? right. I think a lot of inspirational speakers will tell you the same thing. Like the advice they give now, it, the things they're telling other people, that is exactly what they need to tell themselves or it had to tell themselves to get to where they are. Right. That's the only reason they're telling it. Yeah. So for me, I mean, when I was in high school, God, I took, I had a stick up my ass. Like I was so sheltered and also like so goody two-shoes where like I would just go home after school, after extracurriculars and do homework and go to bed. Yeah. And on the weekends, I would just hang out with my family and do homework and like play outside and that was it. Yeah. Like, I didn't know until college that high school parties were not just in the movies. I didn't know that was real life. Like, yeah. that's how goody two-shoes I was. Like, I I, I just... You were very in the box. <laughs> lived by the rules. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, went through college the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think opera was so safe for me because I mm. knew... God, when I was 12, I was like, I want to be a songwriter when I, when I grow up. Oh, I knew really? from a very young age. Like, Aww. that's what I want to do. I yeah. want to sing and I want to write songs and I want people to know me for my music. Wow. And I didn't know how to do it. Growing up in rural Oregon, like, who the hell is a famous songwriter from there that I could look up? Like, I didn't know anyone. And I sure as hell didn't have anyone that I felt like I could relate to Mm. that felt like had lived a very similar life as mine and that I could just kind of go down a similar path as them. And I also grew up with classical music. So I I actually, it wasn't until college or after college that I really gave myself an education on, like, classic rock or like pop culture in general like pop music like I didn't know who Led Zeppelin was till college I guess opera was safe because it's a really strict direct path to doing music full-time although it's very competitive to the point that it was maddening like I felt like man by the time I left I was like damn I felt like an awful singer. I felt like I had worked for nothing. I felt like I was getting more rejection after having one of the biggest top schools on my resume, like, and with all these connections that I thought would get me where I wanted to go. And I was getting more no's than ever before. Mm. And I felt like all I was doing was people-pleasing. Every casting director had a different taste, and so I had to, like, kind of figure out, you know, what they wanted. In grad school, every professor had a different opinion and so depending on the class I had to kind of sing a different way and it was maddening because when I tried to be who I was as an artist and try to apply it to what I was doing I was told I was too much and that just sucked you know Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like I could be me and I felt like I had to be in a box 
So yeah. having gone through that and then really unlearned a lot of that after the pandemic started, after I graduated, or not graduate, I dropped out. Right. <laughs> after, <laughs> after I dropped out and like, and started my career in songwriting and singing as a you know freelance musician, it was just, I realized I really had to do it myself. And if people were going to judge me for being my own boss and living my life by my own rules, I think it said a lot more about them than it did about me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, yeah, I I get to live life how I want to. Yeah. And thank God I learned it when I was in my mid-20s instead of, like, I was in my 50s and I only realized it then. Yeah, that's why I was asking because I feel like a lot of people don't realize it until. Or they never realize yeah. it or they don't realize it till they're in their 50s. Until, they're, and they, until already, they retire. Right. They're like, wait, I can live life how I want? I, yeah. I could have done this so much sooner. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking because I feel like it's helpful for people to hear how totally. you've gone through that. I think uh, yeah. the second you free yourself from the thought of I should do this and really apply that, like really meditate on that thought, you shouldn't do what you think you should do. <laughs> really, like think about that. There are some things that you have like, you know, there's maybe familial obligations or things like that. But right. you might have to, you know, you absolutely, you know, show up for the people who care about you in your life, I guess. That's a, a should. Right, but right. there are shoulds like, you should give everything you've got to a corporation that doesn't give a shit about you. I don't know, man. 40 years in a cubicle. That sounds pretty harsh. Yeah. Sounds like criminal punishment to me. <laughs> I just, you shouldn't have to do that, like, to make money. And you shouldn't have to do that to live. Like, you don't need to, you don't live to work, you work to live. I, I think that's a cliche, but it's cliche for a reason, mm. you know? Yeah. I am passionate about this topic. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. about it for hours. So like, going off of that, what are the logistical things that you have to do to make it work? Like, yes, this might be too big of a question no, for right now. Not but. too big of a question. And I think you have to take into account that it's different where you live. Mm. So I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. I'd say the logistical things of being freelance when you are first starting out, not like after you've been in it for a while. I'm talking about like when you are like taking the leap, which is really just like walking over a threshold into a room that's unfurnished. Like Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not like jumping out of a plane and building a parachute (laughs) as you go down. Like it's not that dramatic. It's usually one day you're working for someone else and the next day you're not. Yeah. And that's it. Like suddenly, oh, I need to figure out how to make money now on my own. Okay. Uh, And it's not as scary as you think. You're still alive. You're going to be okay. (laughs) I love that. The anticipation of doing it is the fear. Once you actually start doing it, it's not so scary because you're doing it and you can see that you can manage all of your time how you want now. So logistically speaking, you get to manage all of your time instead of having someone else manage it for you. That's super helpful. The other thing you got to keep in mind is, yeah, finances are a thing. That is an essential to living in this world, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I'd say if you are thinking about becoming freelance and whatever you're doing, start saving up like three to six months worth of expenses. I like that advice. I think having a safety net of money really takes the pressure off when you're starting out because then you feel more inclined to just do what you want and just try everything, take every opportunity without the fear of I'm going to starve, I'm not going to be able to pay rent. To be able to make mistakes is important when you're starting out and 
not feel like you're financially going to suffer for it, for you know spending time doing something that maybe isn't going to pay the bills as much as you think it will. You have to try a lot of options and having a financial safety net is a really important thing. I think something else that you need to just logistically keep in mind is when you are starting out, knowing your baseline financial needs every month mm-hmm. for rent, for mm-hmm. groceries, for any emergency expenses that come up, like having like, okay, this is how much it costs for me to live every month baseline comfortably where I'm not like, this does not include like going out to eat. This does not include like extravagant buying, you know, luxury items. This is like just the bare minimum. Like how can I survive happily doing what I love and be able to, you know, pay for gas, pay for food, pay for groceries, pay for whatever needs to be done. Having that baseline is really great because then every month you know what you need to aim for Mm. with how much you're getting from performances or clients or teaching or whatever it is that you do with your life as a freelancer. That way you actually have something that you'd like to attain every month. And that is the first goal as a freelancer is just being able to survive and meet your baseline. Once you do that, then you can aim a lot bigger. Of course. Because then you know how to meet your baseline. That's the first goal. I think that's the one that scares everyone shitless. People for thousands of years have been able to be their own boss. And granted, they didn't have as expensive living as we do now. Right. But we also live in a time where, like, you can get paid a lot more for things than you think you can. Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing. You have to start asking people who are doing what you want to be doing what their rates are. Yeah. So you get a really good sense of what the market is like. Some people are really open about that don't take offense if they're not but I think really getting a sense like hey I'm thinking of doing this and I'm trying to get a sense of like what the market is like what my rates should be how much do you charge for xyz thing and that just helps you start out and know what a reasonable ask is if you have to ask for a client or you know for a venue or whatever those are like my top tips on like what to so keep in mind helpful. Yeah. yeah I think those are the things like to break it you down know what it's, you're doing. it's that easy it's mm-hmm. that simple. Really, like I got fired from two jobs within a span of three months and I'd never been fired before in my life. I think it was really the universe being like, yo, stop <laughs> fucking around. Like, yeah, yeah. just do what you're meant to be doing. Be a full-time musician already. You've been right. pursuing music for 10 years. What are you doing? And I was so scared. And finally, after I got fired from the second job, I like walk into Casey's studio where I rented like a side room. And I, she's like, are you sad? I was like, I got fired. She goes, congratulations. Uh, I love that response. <laughs> and... That was the day that I was like, no, you're totally right. So then, like, I started advertising a vocal studio. Within a month, I was booked with shows. I was booked with students. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy how fast that escalated. And I I didn't have to fear anymore. I knew I could do it. Right. And then after that, the rest is history, you know? Oh, so amazing. I can tell why you made this course, because you have such a holistic view of what being a freelancer is. which I think is, like, very unique. Yeah, it's not YouTube rabbit holes. How to be a freelancer, how to do this, how to do that. And, like, they'll tell you some of this stuff, but I don't think they really tell you the whole view of, like, listen, okay, this is really what matters, and this is the Mm -hmm. stuff that doesn't really matter. Like, this is the stuff that you don't need to think about for a while. Those long-term success ideals, you do not need to start out thinking, that's the level of success I need in order to do this full-time. I am not of the school of thought that you need a 1,000 true fans to do this full-time time yeah if you want the income of people who come to headlining shows and like who listen to your recordings and buy all of your merch and stuff yeah a thousand true fans is definitely what you need but to make it a full living off of just that right but I'd say you can do what you love full-time 
by a whole slew of things. Like it's not just this long-term success ideal of I want to make all of my living from my recordings or all of my living from headlining shows. That takes time. And I think when you realize that it takes time, okay, like I can ship away at that. When it Uh happens, it'll happen. In the meantime, how do I get to free up my time so I can keep writing songs, so I can keep making yeah. music and still like live my life by my rules, you know? And right. so for me, it was, I'm going to teach voice lessons because I'm good at it and I enjoy doing it. And it's a stable form of income for me. Mm-hmm. I know I can pay my bills with it every month. And then on top of that, I'm going to keep performing at like, you know, breweries and wineries and opening shows for people. And like, you know, I'd say that's where it gets started. And then yeah. you start meeting people in the recording community who want to collaborate. And that's when the next level of that, you know, shows up. At least that's what happened for me. Yeah. I think you have to remember all this takes time. And in this day and age with, like, social media and TikToks being, like, five seconds long, we all think it has to be overnight. And overnight success is just such bullshit. Yeah. It's also so overwhelming. Like, I feel really bad for those teenagers on TikTok. That's actual overnight success. Like, they Mm. can go from zero to viral in one video. That's intense. Suddenly you're scrutinized under a public microscope. Yeah. From zero to, whoa, everyone is judging what I do. And if you aren't ready for it, if you haven't been honing your skill and chipping away at it for a while, a lot of those kids don't make it very far after that. The scrutiny is really terrifying. And everything you do has to be excellent, has to be viral, has to be worthy of content and shareability, whatever. When really it's like, is that what you really want? You, do you want fame or do you want to like make what you want to make? Right. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's another thing that people think about that it has to be overnight. It has to be quick and it has to be viral. And it does not have to be any of those things to be, quote, successful. Yeah. I really like that you're looking at it as instead of like a step-by-step process, like yeah. now I'm going to do this and then next this will happen. It's more like, how do I want to live my life so that getting to my long-term goals is actually enjoyable? Totally. It's more of like a non-linear, holistic perspective. Absolutely. I'd say the I need to get viral, I need to get there already Mm -hmm. is still in the mindset of the nine to five. And what I mean by that Mm. is that people think they have to work super hard and slave away for 40 years and then they get to enjoy life after they retire. Yeah. When really, God, like, you don't know if you're going to die tomorrow. Like, why are you waiting to enjoy life? How would you like to be living right now? What is your success ideal? Do you want to wake up, have a slow breakfast, cuddle with your cat on the couch, (laughs) and then in the afternoon when you feel inspired because your natural rhythm tells you you feel, like, creative, that's when you make music and that's when you do what you need to do to, like, work away at your freelance goals and ideas and dreams and then you get to make a nice wholesome dinner and like cuddle with your cat again (laughs) maybe go for an evening walk or like hey I'm gonna go to the cat skills tomorrow yeah because I want to yeah speaking of cats that just came to mind yeah (laughs) you know like you gotta enjoy life at a slower pace and not be so like oh my god everything I do has to work towards that granted I still fall into that mindset because it's so ingrained in us yeah I mean I was I was traveling last month in Colombia I was telling you about this earlier yeah. I was so relaxed there and then I had a stress dream and woke up stressed out beyond mm-hmm. belief. And I felt like having the like a panicky anxiety morning and I felt like I had to send off emails to a bunch of people and I was like, I'm not working. I need to be working. I haven't worked for two weeks. Ah, right. I'm stressed. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Get out of your head and get into your body. Like go swim in the ocean mm. because you're at the beach. 
<laughs> Why are you stressed out, Sally? Go <laughs> knock a coconut off a tree and drink from it. Like that, like go put your yeah. hands in the sand and remember that you are a speck on a rock and that two weeks of your life is not a big deal. Mm. And that like put everything into perspective again for me. And connecting with people that are also on the same wavelength who are like, yeah, rest. Remind yourself that you're doing okay, that you're working towards your goals. That's okay. And it takes time. Like, yeah. it's so nice to be surrounded by that. That's what it's really about. And I think it's the stuff that we forget about when we think we have to be that big, amazing artist overnight that's, mm-hmm. like, world famous and has, like, millions of adoring fans. Like, we're cheating ourselves out of the journey. We're cheating ourselves out of living life the way we want and living it at a pace that is actually realistic and manageable and leaves our nervous systems feeling really good instead of like absolutely frazzled and fried. Being freelance allows you to be cyclical too. Mm, Yeah. It allows you to be in cycle with nature. Like in the summertime, it's the high season, baby. Like right now I'm cranking it out. Yeah. Because I have energy to do it too. Right. Like the sun is out, the weather is warm. I want to be doing stuff. I want to be outside. I want to be performing. I want to be recording all that stuff. <laughs> um, I want to be meeting new people. I feel alive. And then fall starts to come and I'm like, okay, I still have energy. Right. But I'm starting to feel the slowdown. And then November, December hits and I'm like, I don't want to do anything at all. And like, I, and that's what happened. Like I had saved up money over the high season last year to travel and go to tropical places in the winter and just do nothing on the beach. Mm. And that's what I did this winter. I went to Puerto Rico and I laid on the beach and I did nothing. That's amazing. met some amazing people doing it. Can we just appreciate for one sec that you did that and you're a freelancer. Like, you can do that. You can. Let's just appreciate that for a second. Hey, listener, you you too can do it. And if I started doing this in a pandemic, I think anyone can do it. We're in a recession right now. We're still, like, entering it. I think you need to be, like, wary of what your needs are. Like, you know, prepare for any emergency things that come up by saving money. That's always important, being financially smart. But it doesn't mean that you have to live your life by the dollar. Like, you know, you can live your life and remember, hey, like, money is also meant to be spent and enjoyed. Yeah. Like putting some money away in order to enjoy. Yeah. Like putting some money away in order to feel like safe and secure so that way you can do the things you love is actually going to leave you feeling way better. You come back feeling rested. Like I didn't suffer from burnout as much this past year because I actually had time to rest. Yeah. Right. And then I came back and I'm like, oh, like, damn, I, it took me like five months to fully recover from last high season and like just go at a slower pace. And now I feel really like myself again, like fully charged, like 100% battery power. And now I'm just going, knowing that come fall, I'm going to want to slow down again. Knowing that you won't have to go like at this pace forever. Yeah. That's so huge. Which is, again, like the nine to five thought, like if you want to become that big, like, you know, everyone knows who you are kind of star, you cannot do that overnight. And also it's not really the point of what you're doing. The point of what you're doing is to make good music in the first place, right? right? And just like do what you love. So reminding yourself that like, the nine to five model of like going for fame, going for fortune, going for all these very material things isn't what really matters at the end of the day. Like what really matters is the connection you have with your your loved ones. What really matters is your connection you have with others through your art, Your connect, the connection you have with yourself through your art. And that's really why you do what you do if yeah. you're going to be doing this, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't have anything to add to that. That was amazing. I just have one more question that I just always ask people, and we've kind of been circling around it, but do you have things that you do every day 
that facilitate this lifestyle, this joy, this grounding experience totally. that you're having. And I actually saw your video on YouTube. Sally's been putting up some really great YouTube videos recently. <laughs> and one of them is like three things you do every day to like facilitate creativity or yeah. something. I so, can't remember the exact Yeah, I'll, I can share those too because I like cool. that's, yeah. that's a big part of my routine. So in the morning I wake up and first thing I do is journal and I do morning pages. If you are a disciple of the artist's way, which <laughs> I definitely am. Wait, um, um, just for people who don't know, The Artist's Way by? Julia Cameron. And The Artist's Way is a book on creativity. It's a 12-week course, self-guided course, essentially. And you can do this with a group of people. There's like Artist Way support groups nationwide that you can like talk through all this with but essentially you go through this self-guided facilitating creativity course in your life and you do this through daily practices with the workbook but also through morning pages which is three pages every morning of just like stream of consciousness thought or lists or whatever it is and then a weekly artist date where you just take yourself out somewhere alone solo for it could be an hour, it could be a whole day, whatever you want, somewhere that is fun, really speaks to you, that's just for you. It's, it's not a means to an end. It's not like this is supposed to make me money or this is supposed to connect, like networking. Like it's not, it has no purpose other than to be joyful and fun. So the journaling I like to do every morning, first thing, um, like with my coffee. And I'll go for as little or as long as I want. I usually don't stick to the three-page rule. Some days, nice. some days it's like two sentences, and other days it's like <laughs> 20 pages. Of just I love content. that, though. It could be song lyrics. It could just be, man, I really don't want to be doing these today. I really hate <laughs> this. I'm so grumpy. Like, I have plenty of journal entries like that. Um, right. But you find that that gets the creative juices flowing. For me, it helps me center my day a little bit, get all the gunk out of my head. And yeah. I like to move. I like to go for a walk after that or yoga or sometimes I just feel really productive. So I immediately want to just like go into my workflow. I try to get outside in nature, like hug a tree, put my hands in the grass, whatever you want, and remind myself that I am in nature and I am nature and I am not just a human in a cubicle, you know, like, mm -hmm. like it helps me keep that perspective shift going. Yeah. And then trying to connect with at least one other person during the day because it's easy for me to just get into a very isolated place like, I don't live with a partner. Like, I have a lot of friends who are also, you know, freelance, as I said before. So they all have their own schedules and they're all doing their own things. So for me, it's really easy to not see someone for a few days at all other than myself. So I, I try to schedule, like, whether it's a phone call or a walk or sharing a meal with someone that I love and care about and catching up with them once a day. That's the goal. <laughs> and I also really like having an evening ritual, too. For me, that's like either like a bath before bed or reading at bedtime, turning the lights down. Like I have like color changing bulbs in my house. And so Love I'll like yeah. change all the lights to like red or like mm. blue or whatever I'm feeling and like just get cozy. And that's a really helpful way for me to like reflect on the day too. Every day is different. Every day has some different task at hand or goal that I'm aiming for or a fun creative thing that I'm working on. And so as far as a daily routine, just having like the end caps of my day be yeah. relatively the same is really helpful for me. Yeah. And then also having flexibility with that. Like if I don't want to go to bed at 10 p.m. and I'm feeling really energized and I want to songwrite, I'll songwrite until I'm until I'm sleepy. <laughs> and that could be till 2 a.m. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, so having flexibility with that, too, is helpful. 
Oh, thank you for sharing that because yeah. it is the process. So it's like it is the process. What baby. is the process? What is the stuff you do that's like really boring? Or it's not, boring, not even boring. It's just mundane. Know, yeah, it's just the routine. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the routine that and goes behind all the magic. Mm-hmm. Art. Totally. Yeah, and I think it's really easy. I notice with the change of seasons too. Maybe you notice this too. It's really easy to forget how to routine differently in different seasons. Yeah, and so there will be like a transition period multiple times a year where I'm like oh man, uh, this routine's not working for me anymore because <laughs> the weather's changing and my energy is different. And so figuring out what feels good is a part of that and reminding myself like things change, change is inevitable, like be flexible here. Mm. So like in the summertime, my routine is different than in the winter and yeah. vice versa, you know? So, oh, man. This has been so wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I've been really enjoying just like sharing this with you and being, yeah. a, being a part of the podcast because I know it's just been this evolving process ha 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 but um it's so cool to be a part of it so thanks for having me of course i've been wanting to have you on for a while yeah got we got to do it we got it if people are interested in this course they can sign up for my email newsletter or follow me on instagram or facebook or youtube sally louise sings it's the same on all platforms what's the instruction for signing up for your email list yeah so if you literally go to my website sallyluisesings.com a little pop-up will show up and you just put in your email. I do not spam people. It's like once a month. Maybe I, can, tw- I can attest to yeah. that. Yeah, no once spam. a month, maybe twice a month if I'm I have something else list. going. Yeah, <laughs> like I will not spam you. It's just like <laughs> updates and I'll let you know when the course is up. And if you're interested in that, like you can sign up for more like course specific emails at a certain point in time because I want to keep that email list kind of like sacred and holy for the people who like are just interested in knowing about my music or coming to a show. So I don't want to bombard you with things. But when the course comes out, I know I'm going to want to like tell people more about it because it is, you know, like an investment decision as far as investing in yourself, investing in what you want to do with life and how you want to get there. So I want to give people more information on that uh, when it is public. But if you want more about my music, I'm on Spotify too. Sally Sally Louise. Louise. Just check me out, baby. And feel free to DM me because I love talking with people. And I check all my requests. So like That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, I talk to people all the time who like message me. And it's kinda it's just fun to connect. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yay! All right, y'all, spoiler alert, Sally Louise's course is officially available. Now, it's available now. I actually did the course. It is fire. The videos are super high quality. Sally is very knowledgeable because she's actually doing this. You know, she's on the ground being a freelance creative and she's teaching us from her own experience how to do it. Go check out Sally's course, Becoming a Freelance Musician. If you go to the show notes, you get 20% off your purchase with this exclusive code, the process 20 That's all caps, the process 20 Thank you so much for listening. You are what makes this all worth it for me and my team to do and produce and put out there. So thank you. Don't forget to quickly just give us a star rating or leave us a review. Both of those things will really help get this podcast into more listeners' ears, and that just means more inspiration for the world. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next episode. Welcome to season two. I'm so excited. Okay, bye. Love you all. Mwah.
The process is presented in partnership with Rochester Groovecast. This podcast is edited by Jessica Liu and Sienna Facciolo, produced by Sienna Facciolo. Our theme music is written and performed by Sienna Facciolo, Chris Palace, and Jordan Rabinowitz, featuring Sally Louise on guitar, mixed by Chris Palace, mastered by Jet Galindo. Thank you.